Okay, fine. So in some ways, in some ways, in some ways, this uh, shear uh, picks up on the discussion that we've been having uh, in the past weeks, and in other ways, it's entirely new and different. Uh, we did touch on the question of the new status of Jewish law of halacha when Mashiach comes, mostly through the prism of establishing the Sanhedrin and smicha. And um, so this is an opportunity to explore more deeply this question of is halacha uh, going to change. Now let's just clarify the question. Um, in terms of uh, a matter that's derived through the Yud Gimomidisha attorneys Rosh or a matter that's a Dindarabhan, as we spoke in previous classes, there's no question, there's no doubt that that's something that could change. You don't even need Mashiach for that. As long as you have a proper Sanhedrin, and the Sanhedrin is doing its job properly, then it can overturn a past uh, Limud, or it can overturn a past Gzeira. The issue gets more complicated, very complicated, when it's not that. When we're talking about a straight-up mitzvah in the Torah, for which it's either written clearly in Torah Shabbat or you have Torah Shabbat but not in a Eifin of a Gzeira Shabbat and a Kavachaymer, but Pashat Allah Chalamayshim Sina, the whole tradition of what it means. Here you have Rambam's principle, which one? I don't remember, the fifth one, the ninth one? One of the principles that Rambam says is the ninth principle that um, and that refers to together with this uh, oral pirush, not including the Gzeda Shavas and the, the Binyanavs and the Gzeda Darabanas. Okay, so what we're going to discuss today goes to that because last I checked, when we don't eat a pig in Yiddishkeit, or we say pig is, not, uh, is, is, is a trefa animal, it's not because it's the Gzeda Darabanan. It's not because Chazal derived it. Whatever, therefore, no. It says straight up in the Torah, that's HaChazer, and the oral tradition has told us that Chazer refers to the pig. And so, therefore, how could there even be such a tradition that says that the pig is going to become kosher l'asad lovah? Now, when you start learning this topic, you see that it's not so posh that it will be. Who says that it will be? So, that's what this class is going to be. We're going to be examining this topic. And Bein Advarim, we're also going to address the bigger question of, of whether Bechlal, things could change, despite the Rambam's ninth principle, whether things could change when Mashiach comes. That's a general introduction. Okay, so we'll do a very Chabad-centric way of beginning. Uh, and we'll begin with a passage in Lekotei Torah. This is a typical uh, line that appears many different times in Siddhas. And here's one example with Al-Tarebbe writes, even you, in text one, Ha'inyin Yuvam Behekdem Maimar Azal, will understand whatever we're trying to understand based on the Maimar Azal of Asid Chazer Litoyer. That in the future, the Chazer is going to become Tar. Tar in this sense means the Pashas is going to become kosher. And then Al-Tarebbe goes on to explain what the significance of this is according to Kabbalah. Al-Tareb is not the only one. In the Al-Tareb is Kufa, and before him, there are other Gdali Yisrael that quote a similar Maimar Chazal and a similar thing. Now, right away, that's one of the things that we're going to address. Right away, you have the Samach Tzedek. Samach Tzedek, when he printed the Lekut he allowed them to print his Hagois that he wrote on the side of the Maimarim. And here, Samach Tzedek writes a very interesting Ha'orah. Uh, so that's one place to look. Secondly, look in the Sefer Ma'or Or sorry the the Yud fell off. Rabois means Medish Rabba. 
So it's called Rabbois, because there's a whole bunch of different ones. As we know, these are not one medrash. These are separate medrashim. Samach Sadak always calls them Rabbois, says Parshashmi. So Samach Sadak gives us three places to look up if you want to know what this Maimar Chazal is all about. So let's check up these three Maimakoyim. So first with Medrash Tilim. So the Medrash Tilim is the second source. Shait Azoi. Hashem Mater Asurim. God is going to release the things that are tied. Ma'o mater asurim. What does this refer to? So, shomikra, we, we mean, and we say, like in life, the, the human body may be that way when we're sleeping, when we wake up, it's not that way. Or generally in life, you could have people who are tied down in prison, incarcerated, or whatever it is. Mater asurim. The Medrash gives a very interesting pitish. It says, Yesho, in one opinion, says, Kol All non-kosher animals today, Metaris, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are going to be kosher, that's one opinion. The Yesho, Ah? What does what mean? Oh, so there's uh, there, he's not, there, um, there are different prints of the Medrash Tehillim. And uh, I think his name was Shloyme Baber or Buber. He's actually, what's his name? Martin Buber is he's related to him. He may be his grandfather. I believe so. He was a Rav Buber. He was like a modern style Rav in Vienna, I believe, in the 1800s, and a scientific, uh, he was very into Midrashim, so he printed uh, his own Tanchuma, that I have a quote for all the time, Tanchuma Buber, oh, yeah, different. it's different, he had a different Ksav Yad, and it's a, so it's a difference, you have the Tanchuma Vilna and Tanchuma Buber, two different Tanchumas, very different. very different, I never sat to compare, there are definitely differences, when you look one over the other, and so the Medish Tilim, he also did a print of Shum with his own Ha'aris uh, on the bottom. Did Martin move this around? What was that? Martin moved this around. No, no, he died a long time ago. Okay, now, the Yesh Oimrim, but there's another view. Einoi matinan lasulavi. Nah, it's not going to be mutter. These animals are not going to be mutter. So then, what's matter asurim? Ein asur gadol min anida. Shaisha roya dam va asara karibarachol abayla. Lasulavi o matira. It's interesting, Lashon. There is no bigger iser than nida. I'm not sure what that means. And. And uh, loss of love, it's going to become mutter. So this is the first Maramakan that Samach Sadak wants us to look at in, in figuring out the Maimar Chazal of Asit Chazil Yitoyer. One view in the Medrash says Hashem is going to make all animals kosher. The second view in the Medrash says that Hashem is going to allow a man to have relations with his wife even if she's a nida. Okay. Oh, this is the second opinion. This is the second opinion. Both opinions agree that something that is clearly Asr in the Torah is going to become Mutter. And this is the Tzamach Tzedek uh, is referring us to this Medrash Shilim. Now right away, you can tell there's going to be a problem here. Why? Because it does not say in Medrash Shilim what Alter Rebbe says. It does not say Asr Chazal Itar. According to the first... Hold on. Well, let me t- According to the first view, all animals, everything. According to the second view, no animals. So this Medrash is not such a good market. Well, yeah, you could in the first Medrash also has in the I first opinion also. Okay, it's not it's not such a it's it's not he such a good marker. Okay, this is not marker number one that the Samach Sadek tells us to look at. <clears throat> uh, marker number two was the Ma'ereir. When we learn Chassidus in Maimar, we always see sometimes on Rosh Hashanah Mem Aleph Vav Aleph Ma'ereir. This is the Sefer. So. It's a Kabbalah Sefer. He's a Talmud of Arizal now. He never saw the Arizal. He lived uh, long, uh, not long, he lived in the 1600s. Arizal passed away 50, year before, 50 years before he was born. 
But he was a, he grew up in Eastern Europe in Poland, and he got attracted to Kabbalah. He's like, I'm out of here. He went to Tzfas. He met all the Chedra who were the Talmudim of Arizal. He became very involved with them. This is a mayor, uh, Puparas or something like that, or Papris, Hakoyim. And uh, then he came back to Europe, and he talked to publish Kabbalah Svarim. One of the Kabbalah Svarim that he published is Ma'ir so what does he write there? One line. The Tzamaq Sadiq tells us to check it up. What does he say there? He says, Chazir Nikras Klipas Noiga, which is a fascinating line because we know from Chabad Chidus, Klipas Noiga means not a Dover or right? Klip, uh, food, uh, a, a kosher hamburger is Klipas Noiga. Chazir Shal Shkubas Atmeis. Okay, I'm not, we're not going to deal with that. He says, Chazir is called Klipas Noiga, but Lechem Bimisuka, when it's going to be sweetened, Asida, which means it's going to become better, there's going to be a bitterer of the klipa. Asida, lachzar, v'tiyak doisha, it's going to come back. He's using that word, lachzar, the same, uh, excuse me, he's, uh, he's saying, asida, lachzar, v'tiyak doisha, it's going to come kosher. So here you have a clear marker for what Alter Rebbe is saying, but you have a different problem. What's the different problem? Is that with all due respect to the mayor, Papara Shakoyan, he's not chazal. So on the one hand, you have a clear source for what we're talking about. On the other hand, it's Nishtin Gansen, a chazal. Okay, Wait. now, once huh? Now, once we're on this, before we go, before we go to the third marker that the Samach Sadek brings, I thought it was quite interesting when I went to look up this thing, and I'm scrolling through, and I come across the Haskamas, and what do you see on the, this is the Haskamas for the print of, um, the Sefer is called Ma'eris Nasen, by the way. Within Ma'eris Nasen, there's two sections, one's called Ma'eris Er, and one's called Yoyer Nesiv, they're on the same page. Ma'ere'er, and Siv, uh, I didn't check so much to see what it was, why there are two, but on each page you have Ma'ere'er and Yorinasiv. Okay, so in the front, there is Askama from none other than the B'cher of the Tamak Sadek, Rabbar of Shalom. Look on the left side. This is the second print of Ma'ere'er, at least the second print. It was printed in Tafresh Chav. Look at the, Hago- the Askama, the Rabbar of Shalom, the oldest son of the Tamak Sadek. By the way, look at the way he's titled here. So, you know, a reader would assume that, yeah, he's the Rav of Lubavitch, or like maybe, you know, but whatever. I don't know who chose those words. Um, but this is about a year or so after the Tzamaq Sadaq passed away. The Tzamaq Sadaq passed away in Nisan, Tafresh Chavav, and Rebar Shalom is the only one, we're told, that didn't serve as a Rebbe after the Tzamaq Sadaq passed away. All the other ones did. He was, I guess, living in Lubavitch at this time. And he writes over here that it's... Uh, um, this is wonderful Sefer, he's Migure Ari, he doesn't need Askama. And if you go a few lines in, this is a relevant part we'll read. Uchenira Ba'alil, anyone could see clearly, Asher Kvay Ktusha Sadoini Avi Moirizal, Mevia Belekute Taira, Ubefrat, Bekisve Yad Kodesh, Asher Adayim Beksuvim, Beroiv Hadrushim Niskar Sefer Akadishazah. The Tzamaq Sadak, everyone knows, brings Meirayer all the time in the Kute Taira. And then there's many Svarim of the Tzamaq Sadak that are, have never been printed. They were only printed by the Rebbe. The whole era Taira set wasn't printed. But he obviously had access to it. And he's like, he brings Meirayer uh, all the time. Ah, Yom Rabbin Yisrael. As many days that the Sefer Allah's Huvala Beis HaTfusel was printed a long time ago. And you, no one could get a hold of it. The Rabbi Mishtoking Lehogais Bimri Peh Kodesh. Uh, and many people want to learn the Maimonim of the Tzamaq Sadek, and therefore they need this Sefer. Therefore, my son-in-law, he's the 
he married his daughter, uh, Rabbi Rosham had a daughter named Rivka, one of his, he had a big family, one of his daughters named Rivka, and uh, this Rameshola married Rivka, and he printed it in Varsha with permission from the censor and the whole thing, and then like the typical Aslam at this time, no Jew is allowed to reprint his book for six, day, for six years um, um, uh, from the date below. And the other person was the, was the Rav, the Rav Roshi of Varsha. I don't know much about him, but he was the Rav Roshi of Varsha. Very far, yeah, we have to remember, this is during the debate of the Tfusim. <clears throat> you don't have a lot of print. You have two print houses that are open in Chlau <coughs> in Russia, Vilna, which is not printing the service this, not at this time, and Zhitomir. I don't know if it opened yet at this time, so you don't really have a lot of options. I don't know exactly the history of the Varsha based book and how it operated and worked. Okay, so anyway, that's uh, just a, a, a distraction and an aside. Uh, we continue now with the third source that the Samach Tzedek brings, and he said, it was like, he first said Ayin and those two, and then a different Va'ayin, like another level, is see Rabbi says Parsha Shmini. What does it say there? Ayik Rabbi Parsha Shmini says as follows. Vesa Chazir. Talking about the Chazir, this is where it says Chazir is not a kosher animal. Zav the Medjah Zu Edoim. This is a reference to Edoim, the nation of Edoim, which by the time Chazal are talking about Edoim, they always mean Rome, the Romans. So the Romans are compared to Chazir. It's a very good question how Rome became Adoim. There's a few different explanations that are, that are given uh, for it. I'll, uh, I collected them once. I have them, but I, I don't remember the explanations offhand right now. It originally meant? It originally meant a nation that lived on the uh, southeast of Eretz Yisrael. That were B'nai Esau. That has nothing to do with the Romans. It's a different explanations. Some people want to say that they moved from here to there. I don't know, there's three, three or four different explanations. Okay. Now we go weiter. weiter. He doesn't chew his cud, right? That's the the geira la yigar. a deeper pshat. malchus Edoim is not going to drag another malucha after it to rule over the Eden. Meaning, after Nebuchadnezzar, it was like a train. Nebuchadnezzar had behind him who we had the Persians. The Persians had behind him who the Greeks. The Greeks had behind him who the Romans. The Romans? No, it's not dragging. It's the last car on the train. It's the last goggles. Once we're done with the Romans, once we're done with the Romans, we're not. Once we're done with the Romans, yeah, I hear you. Okay, fine. Let's let's stay. Let's stick. Let's stick to the topic. The Lama Nikla. The Lama Nikla Shmosanal practices the Shaila. Okay, so he told me the Chazer is Rome, and Rome is going to be the last Golos. Practices the Shaila. Why are we calling Rome a Chazer? The Lama Nikla Shmachazer is up to Medrash Shemachzeres Shemechazeres Atara Libalel because it is going to return the crown to the Jewish people. In other words, Hayesha, the last Golos, what's after them? The glory is coming back to who? The Jewish people. So the Rome is going to take off the crown of their head and they're going to give it to the Jewish head. And so therefore it's called Chazer, returning. That's the word, Lashem returning. Hadod, indeed, this is the Pasuk. You're going to have Jewish people who are judging Esau, which is Edom. That's going to really express the idea that the superpower has changed hands from Rome being the superpower to the Jews being the superpower. And that's why they're called Chazer Shamachzeres. Okay, this is the third source that the Tzamaq Tzadik told us to look at. And the question is, 
what do you see here? In Chayra, the Pashas, you don't really see anything here related to an animal of a Chazer becoming kosher. At least not Pashka for Um So in the first two, it was close. The last one it seems to be nothing. If you look back at your Medayik and his Lashen, he says, Ayin in Medrash Tilim and Sefer Moere are the Ayin in the third source, like indicating that it's Taka different together. So what's going on over here? So um, we're going to explore. We're going to explore. We have to go further. And we have to find the mocker of this Mamar Chazal. And then we'll maybe understand, perhaps, the Derek Efsher at least, what the Tzamaq Sadek is trying to indicate in this, uh, in this instance. Okay? So, what Hake is, um, is the mocker for this? So, if a person, if you check, you went through all, the, all of the Sifrei Chazal, and you put these words in, Asit Chazer Litar, you're not going to find it. And because of that, Already in the 1500s, the Yefei Toyar, who's a very prominent safer on Medrash, not so, um, uh, it's, not so, it's, it's not so easy to read, at least the print that I had access to is very hard to read print. Um, and he has a very, very long piece on this Parsha, uh, Parsha Yud Gimel, Sayikra Yud Gimel. And he basically deals here with a, he deals with the fact that Christians say that the law could change. And Jews are always telling Christians it's not true. They say, Mashiach came, the law changed. We're like, no, it's not true. The law doesn't change. And this is always a debate between us and them. And he goes on how they're driving us crazy about this, and this is a big problem. And so therefore, let me explain that it's not true. The Torah is never going to be bottled. And goes on and on and on and on about this. I, the Chazer. So he says, it's not, it doesn't mean that. It means something else. It doesn't mean that. Then he goes further and says the following. Lefi daiti, loihoi ovaloi nivra. This Chazal never exists. Ah? He saw this Medrash too. He didn't, see, he didn't see the Medrash. He saw it in Svarim. Yes, it existed in, it existed in Svarim, just like by the, in the Alter Rebbe in the 1700s, and the Meir Puprish in the 1600s. So it was in Svarim, so too already in the 1500s. I'll show you all the way back in the 1300s that Jews were saying this. So, so he says, We never found it in any Medrash. And I think, one of the later guys, Himtziu, uh, made it up. Um, you know, as to, to, for a way of speaking, uh, or as a riddle, in order to convey one of the Pirushim that we mentioned earlier. It's not a gay, what is Pirushim are. We'll see many other Pirushim coming, going forward. He's basically trying to say, what's a me- what the, many of the Midrash Pliya that we know as Midrash Pliya were rabbis that made riddles, they made riddles, they said, this, this, what does it mean? It's not like it comes in an actual favor. And why? They were trying to convey a point. So he's saying that's what happened over here. He goes further. Because very few people had midrashim in earlier generations because there was no prince. Remember, he's living, you know, less than, he's born less than 100 years after the invention of the printing press. So he's like in the previous generations, people didn't really have midrashim. So you had someone who wanted to pretend like he's smart. So he's Mamsi Eza Maimer, he invented a Maimer Chazal. So you foolish by Pirush Halatzai, and then he's able to say what the riddle means. And he would say, ah, it's a Medrash, and it's a name of a Medrash, but so far no one even has this Medrash. And that's what happened here. And once all the Jewish preachers were using it, then the people who have complaints on us, who are the people who have complaints on us? 
people have complaints on us are the Christians, and they are using it. So in other words, Christians were using this thing. Oh, you guys say the Chazah is going to become kosher, lots of love. So what's wrong with what we say? And this bothered him very much, and therefore he said that it's not true. You don't find it in any Medrash, and it was just made up to bring out a point. What's the point? Whatever. You can say, types this way, types that way, or not. Okay. So is it true that this taka has no mucker? So it's not really true that it has no mucker. It's a little more complicated than Rabbi, the author of the Yafei Toyar, writing in the 1500s, made it out to be. So let's turn back to Rabbeinu Bechaya. Rabbeinu Bechaya says the following on the Pasuk. He quotes a Tanchuma. Also, again, on Rome. Why is Rome compared to a pig? Because God is going to bring back onto them. Midas Hadin. Um, okay. God is going to retrieve Midas Hadin, so to speak, and punish them. So that's why it uses the word Lahachzir. So now we're ready. It's similar to the other one. Before it was like Lashen Lahachzir Atar Labayla. Now it's Lahachzir Alei Midas Hadin. That's the Tanchum. Okay. We have this Tanchum. The Yeshnus Choshakasabem, some versions of this Tanchuma say differently. Sha'asid, Lahachzir, Ha'atara Oh, that's very similar to the Vayikar Rabbah that we saw earlier, right? Very similar. Sha'asid, Lahachzir, Ha'atara Leyoshna. What does that mean? What does it mean that Rome is going to bring the crown back to the way it used to be? Voyingin. The meaning is, Kishnei Hamikdashim, the first base of Mikdash, the first two, Nivnai De Yisrael, were built by Yidin, by Yisrishin, Balashloimah. The first one was built by Shlomo, who was Mitzar Yehuda. By Yesheni, um, that must be a typo. Probably Bana Zerubavel. Zerubavel built the second one. Shayaganke Mitzar Yehuda. He was also from Mitzar Yehuda. Ava Ba'is Hashlishi Asidu Uma Zulav Noitzah. The Romans are building. They're building. Zel Shamro Asel Hasar Tarli Yoshna. They're going to bring back the Atara, meaning the base Hamikdash. They're going to bring back the base Hamikdash. They, they destroyed it, they're going to bring it back. So it's the same Nedish that we had in the Vayikar Rabba, except that here we understood it. The Atara being who's going to be the superpower. That's the process of the Nedish. He's touching it. They're going to actually build the base Hamikdash. It's interesting because we have a discussion. Who builds it? You didn't build it. God builds it. They have another tradition. The Romans are going to build the base Hamikdash because they destroyed it. That's Pshat. Then he goes right and says, You have another, a third version. A third version. What's a third version? God is going to bring it back to us. Now, the masses understand the masses understand this message to mean that God is going to bring it. What's the it? The pig. God is going to bring it back. What does it mean, bring it back? I guess it was once kosher before Matan Torah, and after Matan Torah, and, and when Mashiach comes, it's going to be mutter. That's the masses. So already now, just pause here, already in the time of Rabbeinu Bataya, that he passed away in 1340, there were Jews going around saying there's a message that says the Chaz was coming back. That's a long time ago. Now, says he, I disagree with the masses. The explanation is, if God is going to bring it, doesn't mean the pig. It means it, meaning the Romans, which is what we're talking about. They're made to Israel. In the future, it's going to come back, 
the Romans, they're going to. So, is going to bring the Romans back to us, means that they're going to support us. This is the right meaning of this thing. So, the bottom line is, you see here, is you have what the Tzemach Tzedek is talking about. Right? That very Medish is also in follow is also on the Tanchuma. And that very Medrash that Rabbeinu Bechaya quotes, that very Medrash that's also on the Tanchuma that Rabbeinu Bechaya quotes, he quotes a different version that says, which the Hamoin understand means it's coming back to us. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what the Tzamaq said they had in mind, but ultimately he's pointing to a Medrash, another, which in, is in Vayikra Rabba, another version of that same Medrash is in Tanchuma, which had a variant text that said something which is understood by Jews in the 1300s to mean that the pig is coming back. So, so that's L'Chorah, uh, the Kavana of what the Tzamaq Tzedek was referring to. But, on the other hand, whereas the Alta Rebbe takes the, the Pashtos, uh, like the Hamoin, Asit Chazid Litar, what do we see here? Rabbeinu B'chayi says, it's not true, it's not happening. So the text is true, but the interpretation of the text is not, not that it says Asit Chazal Litar, but the text of the, of the Medrash is not true. Indeed, there is an entire line of Chachamim, starting from the generation of Rabbeinu Bechaya, we have a good few of them, who quotes this version of the Medrash. Asad HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lachzira Lanu, Lama Nikrishma Chazir, Shasad HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lachzira Lanu, and each of them interpreting in a way which willy-nilly, however you get there, you're not eating pig, loss of lava, at least not in a normal standardized way. So we're going to go through all of these texts that, again, have this medrash, but don't understand it the way the Alter Rebbe understands it. So Rabbeinu Bechaya is one. Number two is the Ritzvah, same generation, Mamish, the same generation. He is dealing there with the Gemara. The Gemara there says that um, pigs have nine kavim. Of the of Negoim that exist in the world, so he writes over there Yeshapirshu Adon. Some people say that this reference in the Gemara is referring to the Romans. Lam Amru Ba'Agada about which it says in the Agadah in the Medrash. Lama Nikrash Moi Chazir. Why are the Romans called Chazir? Shasad Akash Baruch Olav Ziroi LeYisrael Lasad Lava. Because God is bringing it back to the Yidden Lasad Lava. So here again, it's that text, that variation that we don't have. God is bringing it back. But clearly he's saying, this is going on the Romans. Rikanti, same generation. You already know the message. Small variation. But the same idea, God's bringing it back. And then you have a different message. What is the meaning of both of these? It's the power of Rome. Daniel, Daniel had a vision and he saw four different animals. The first three are described, a lion, a beer, I don't remember what, which, what they are. The fourth one is not given a name, it's just a very, very scary looking monster. And it's understood that that's the Golos, many interpreters referring to the Romans. And he says, it's uh, a And this pig, meaning the Roman, the Roman might, is going to be subservient to the Jews. And that's what it means. The Chazar is coming back to the Jews. Meaning the Jews are going to be the superpower. That's how he understands uh, this message. In the same century, you have Reb Abba Mar Mori. Reb Abba Mori lived in Lunil. Rekanti? Rekanti, his name is Reb Menachem Rekanti. He's a Mokobo. 
from the time of the Mamish to Sim. It's a Kabbalah Sefer. Yeah. So we have two Sfarim from the Rakanti as far as I know. We have a Kabbalah Sefer. Like we also have Psokim. Oh, so there's a city in Italy called Rekanati. So, yeah, it's the name after the city in, in, in Italy, just like the Rid is the Trani, because there's a place in Italy called Trani, and the Bartonura is from a place in Italy called Bertonoro, and, and, and many of the Sephorno is named after. You see, many of the cities in Italy you have, uh, they have people's last names over. So that's, his, that's him. I don't know much about his life, but he lives in Italy. He wrote a, a Kabbalah Sefer, it's a Pirush on the Torah. Uh, it's like whatever. It's pre Arizal Kabbalah, so it's like it's it's, it's very different. Um, and then you have, um, as far as I know, it's not brought to this Chabad that much, if, if at all. And um, and he also has Pesachim. There's something called Piskei Rakanti, and uh, that's him. Oh no, there is a machloik. Isn't there a big machloikus between the Rakanti and the Mareches? Chesedus about the Sviris. Okay. Then you have. <laughs> then you have Rab Abba Mori Ayarchi. So this was another interesting thing. That if you were in Provence, so you used you you took a Hebrew a version for your last name. So if you were in Lunil, you were called Hayarchi because Lunil means the moon. And there are likewise other cities. If you were from Montpellier, which is another city in Provence, we called you Minahar, which means from the mountain. We have Chachamim that were used those days, and it's, it's unique to Rishonim living in Provence. Okay. The Me'iri maybe also, but I'm not sure where he was from. Okay, so the Abba Mori Yarchi, he was involved in a big controversy in the 13th century about learning philosophy. Rambam, yeah, Rambam, no Rambam, or Nevochim, this and that. This is not yet. Yeah, Rambam passed away in the year uh, 1204. Yeah, there were different countries. Yeah. 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 When we, yeah. 13th century means the 1200s. Yeah. So right so, now we're it's, it's the generation after the Rambam. He was getting. We are in the 21st century. So he was against. So he was pro learning the Rambam a generation he, after. No, he he was a generation after. He was not happy no. with the way many Yidin in his area were very focused on philosophy, and he, um, the Rashba, uh, uh, in because of this story. The Rashba uh, actually made a cherem against learning philosophy. In general, you should just know we spoke about the debate yeah. about this, and there were, we never spoke about this one because there are three phases in, in what we call Mayamanadian disputes. There are three phases. One is during the Rambam's life, like Haytachin, you know, or Mishnah Torah. We don't like the Sefer for this reason or another. So that's during his life, phase one. Phase two was what happened in the 1230s, which led to the burning of Sefer Ramada and uh, Mer Nebuchim. And there was Rabbeinu Yoyna was involved and the Ramban was involved. And then there was a third stage much later in the 1200s uh, which he was involved in and the Rashba was involved in. And that was a, a whole separate parsha. and needs to be, each of these need to be studied separately. In previous classes we focused more on the second one that led to the burning. Huh? Yeah, there were only three of these uh, major things. Also, in the third phase, I'm not sure how much it was about the Rambam versus learning philosophy per se. I'm not sure if they finished. Anyway, he wrote a sefer. He wrote a sefer called Minchas Knois, or excuse me, he wrote letters, and they're published in a sefer called Minchas Knois, and he writes. A following, he writes the following. There, it's coming back. 
Now, he is from the same 1300s. And he's the first one, very important. He's the first one that says, the pig is coming back. Okay? He sides with the Hamoin. The Hamoin that Rabbeinu Bechayah said are wrong, he sides with them. It's not Rome. The pig is coming back. But, not that we're going to eat it. So what does it mean the pig is going to come back? So he introduced an interesting interpretation. Chazar is a choik. We don't know the reason. As it says in the Gemara, Chukim, what's Chukim? Varash Ashatam, Akatak Bam, Umasalam, Meshiv and Alem. And the two examples are Levisha Shatnis, Achilles Chazar. Amru. We also say, Lasa Lavak, Kadibarach, Magalem, Tami Surah, Mishar, Tami Echaira. Lasa Lavak, Tayda Chadash, Mite Tayse, he's going to include, you're going to know the reasons for all the mitzvahs, including for Chazar. That's what it means, it's coming back. Jews once knew it in the time of Yeshua. We forgot it. When Mashiach tells us, it's and you're giving us the pig back. What does it mean, you're giving us the pig back? Right now we don't have it. We don't have it, we don't understand why we can't eat it. When you, when you explain it to me, it's like I have the pig, I understand why I'm not eating it. Halila, however, to say that we're going to actually eat it, no change in Torah. As a Razal says, these are the mitzvahs, which means Moshe says, these are the mitzvahs. Nothing is changing. Nothing could ever change, even when Moshiach comes. And so, therefore, this is in a very important source because he sides with the Hamoin. He says, he's not going to say, no, it's going on wrong. No, the Hamoin's right. But, not that they can eat it, it's a metaphor that they can understand why they can Can't you say that, that it's built into the system that eventually these things are going are to turn around? We'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. He says no. He, ha- he says no, no change. So you're asking, maybe, uh, maybe it's not a change, maybe it's built into the system. We'll get there, we'll get there. I don't know if we'll get there tonight, because we're going to, we'll see what happens. Okay, continuing along these lines. You now have the Abarbanel jumping ahead to the late 1400s, really the late 1400s, beginning of the 1500s. The Abarbanel, in the Sefer, one of his former Mashiach, Rosh Amna, he writes that Lasalava Yidin are going to eat Chazer. He's the first one that I know who clearly prominent Jewish figure, not Hamoin, or, or, I don't know, he's not a rabbi, but he's a prominent Jewish scholar, and says, yeah, we're talking to eat Chazer. But it's such a minor thing and it's such a, an exception. What's the deal? Chazer is this uh, terminology for all non-kosher animals, or specifically chazer? L'chayr b'pashtos, means specifically chazer. I didn't see anyone who suggested that it means all, uh, all animals, though we didn't mention there is a shit in Medrash that says all animals, but we said b'pashtos, that if you say all animals, then you wouldn't say chazer. So, um, that's a good hard. Okay. So now, Abarbanel, what does he say? Shemopnei, Hamochamez, Lo'irasha, Yatiru, HaKadosh Baruch, Hulisrael. Because of the wars, it's going to be Lo'irasha, and Hashem is going to say, you could eat Chazer. Kemosh, Yitiru, Lambez, Man, Kibosh, and by the way, this happened the first time when they went into Eretz Yitzro. Kemosh, Amru, it says, Vatam, Leim, Choltub. Hashem said, you could come to Eretz Yitzro, it's going to be houses full of good. And it says, Afilu, Kasli, Dechaziri, I'm not sure exactly the meaning of the word. You're going to eat the pieces of Chazer. So, why? Basically, there was a war. And Hashem didn't want to make food difficult for the Yidin. So Hashem gave them Ha'ira Hashem, the time of Kibbish Yeshua, they could eat anything. They didn't have to keep kosher, they could eat Chazer. So Ha'ira So we know, we learn Rambam, and he says that Torah doesn't change. There's always Ha'ira exception. 
for a limited duration, can be forever. I'm telling Leo said we're going to bring carbonus on Hara Carmel. You're not allowed to. Hayrasha, Piel Navi is not a problem. So the Abarbanel is saying that's uh, what's happening with Chazer and Omram Zalbiyam which is another name for Medrash Tanchuma, because many uh, passages start with the word Yilamdenu. Hashem Matir Asurim, Hashem Matir Yisurim, which is what we saw in the Medrash Tehillim. It's going to take Hashem is going to be Matir Yisurim, but it's Hayro Asha during the war when we're going to have a war for uh, Kibush Aretz. Okay, so that's for when you know the Rambam says Mashiach is going to be Yocham Muhammad Hashem. Fine, so if we're going to have bloody wars, then fine, that's something that we're going to have to do. But ultimately, so you, you do have an well, element of Chazer here. No, the Vart is not even the Koch Nevesh. If it's Koch Nevesh, fine. No, it's not even You don't have to wait till, oh, I think I'm dying. No, even not because Lechatchil is taken off as a Roshah to make it easier. Okay, continuing along in the 1500s, you have the Radvat. So he writes about this message as follows. Karnish Alti Al Khayesu Bizesh Amruzala was asked a similar question. Again, everyone has the same lashon of the Medrash. And he's asked, what does it mean? You know what the answer is? Simple pshat. Jews are going to have such abundance. We're going to eat such juicy foods. It's going to feel as if we have chazer. God forbid you can be able to eat chazer. You have everything. If you have everything, we even have chazer. Then he goes, the Radvaz was a shtikl mekubel, and he writes, you should know that according to Kabbalah, you have a malach, shmoi chazriel, this is quoted in the Zoyar, he's an accuser for, against the Jewish people. I'm not sure. Um, he's going to come back as a protector for Jews, which goes takes you back to the counting and Abenu Bichaya and all those sources saying that Rome, so instead of it being Rome, it's a Malach Lamaila, instead of being a foe, is going to become a friend. So here is that is Radvaz. And finally, the last source of this category is a Sefer Arya Kares. I don't know much about the author other than that his Sefer is printed in the 1700s. And I'll t- tell you what he says outside. He says outside the following. Uh, it doesn't really make sense to say that you can have a Chazer, that's Mutter. He also is like, what does it mean, Lachzira, coming back? It was never kosher for his Jews. He's going to say before Mantera. We, we weren't Jews before Mantera. So what's up, Shalach Zira? He says the following. The Gemara says that everything Hashem gave us forbidden, there's a corresponding uh, item that is permitted. And it says, going to get a whole bunch of things. Basar B'chala, for example, is the udder of a cow. Is kosher. There's a special way of koshering it. And that's your me'ain of Basar B'chala. Dam Nida says there's another dam that's kosher. So he goes through a whole bunch of Yisurim and he says that, um, that uh, there, God didn't take away uh, the, the idea completely. One of the things, what about Chazer? So it says you have Shibuta. What's Shibuta? What's Shibuta? Shibuta is a fish. Shibuta is a fish. Now the Gemara or a Medrash says that we don't have the Shibuta anymore. Why? It says that when the Aseret HaShvatim went to Galos, the, uh, the, the fish went with them or got lost. And so therefore the Shibuta is gone and lost. I once read an article about trying to figure out if there's a way of identifying what the Shibuta is today. I don't remember the, remember the Maskan. Okay, the problem, is, the problem is that the Gemara quotes the rabbis 
salting shibuta for shabbos. So, not entirely sure. But anyway, there is a tradition that says the shibuta is lost. Ah, the shibuta tastes like chazer and it's lost. And the comes, the shibuta is going to come back and then we're going to have our chazer. Okay? So that's his interpretation, pretty creative. But the point is, what's the common denominator between every single one of these commentaries? Is that they refuse to accept the, 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 the under this medrash. Yes? The, unlike Rabbi Ashkenazi, the Yafetar, there is a medrash that says, Lama Nikashmo There is something of the sort. However, you none of them reach a place where you are being Matir Khazar La Asid and they break down into different categories. Only one of them said you're actually eating a Khazar, a Barbanel Hayra Shah. That's it. Okay? Uh, um, uh, other than that, most of them were, were talking about metaphors. Uh, or deeper messages, one way uh, or uh, one way or another. Okay, why are all of these sources so against interpreting this medrash in 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 the way the way the Hamayin understood it? What's so wrong in understand in interpreting the way the Hamayin uh, or understanding? So the reason for this brings us to the whole question of can we say Torah Mitzvah is going to change lost lovei when Mashiach comes? And as you're going to see. It's complicated. In fact, it's a machloikas, as we're going to see. Now again, if you're talking about dinim darabanan, easy. If you're talking about gzeda shavas, changing, the, also not a problem. The problem is changing a mitzvah and a Torah, a clear thing in a pasik together with halach l'moshim sinai, is that something that could change? The pastor of the Rambam is that it can't. Look what he says in Hochis, you say that Torah perek test. Davar baror mefurish b'Torah. It's clear. She mitzvah imedes la'olam alo'me forever. No change, no going down, no going up. Who can add or distract? Another All generations. It's not in heaven. Navi cannot come and say there's a new Torah. You see, the Ram is going on and on over here. Why is the Ram going on and on over here? Well, because this is one of the principles. As I mentioned earlier, it's the ninth principle you can't change. And uh, that's one reason. Another reason he's going on and on is because of the fact that the two greatest medieval challenges to Judaism, namely Christianity and Islam, both were premised against this. Both were premised on the idea that there is a change. And as we know from the Ephetire we saw earlier, that Christians often uh, disputed this idea with Jews, and you'll see more of that coming up soon in the Rizvah. And so therefore, uh, this is a very important thing for the Rambab to highlight and to stress. Now, he does not make any exceptions. He does not say, and when Moshiach comes, there's going to be a change. He does not say that at all, and he has ample opportunity to do that, and he never says that at any point in any of his writings, as far as we know. Uh? Never does he say that the... No, on the contrary. When it comes to Mashiach, he, numerous times he says, Mashiach's not going to change anything. In fact, in this, if you go back to the Smicha thing, he says, and if you're going to say, how are you going to bring Smicha back? Because Mashiach is going to change the rule and say you don't need Smicha. No, you can't say that because we're, we're not allowed to change Dinim. What's the source? The Psukham and the Torah. We're going to get into the Talmud right now. Generally, yes. But the question was, is there going to be a change? Not when Mashiach comes. 
there's not really a discussion of a change when Mashiach comes, is there going to be a change in the time of Tchiyas HaMes, which is a later stage in the whole process of Tchiyas HaMashiach. So that's what we're going to go to now, and we're going to see even here it was a debate, okay, a major debate. And again, the pastors of the Rambam is not. Huh? What was that? What wasn't a debate in Yeah, what wasn't a debate? So let's... Ah, uh, what were we saying? You had a question? No, I was just saying, Allah could change, like, Beisham Beisil. Yeah. Why? Oh, why could Beisham Beisil say? So really, we could do a shear on that. Maybe it's a follow-up. But then a kudah, the answer in a nutshell is, Beisham Beisil, all their arguments are, is this a good Zerah Shavah? Is this a bad Zerah Shavah? This is a good Kabbalah Chaim Rebbe. That, you don't even need Mashiach to change. Any Sanhedrin could overturn a previous Kabbalah Chaim Rebbe and Zerah Shavah. That's the simple answer to that. But we're dealing here with Chazer. Chazer is not derived. If we didn't use one of the Yud Gimel Midrash Shatar and Adrashafam to figure it out. For Chazer, it's a straight up Pasuk in the Torah. So this is the issue. So now, will things change in the era of Tchis HaMesim? So, but Pasha, you have a Gemara. The Gemara says like this, Nida, Samachalaf, on the base, Don Rabbana, on the Brian, it says, Beg, Echava, by Kilayim. If you have a garment, and Kilayim got lost in this garment, what does it mean? It got lost. It means that you can't find it. Let's say it's wool, and you know there's a string of linen in the air, but you, you can't identify it. You can't take it out. What do you do with it? You're allowed to use it as a shroud for a dead person. But Pashos, a dead person doesn't need to have a Kalayim-free begad, and you're allowed to give him a begad with Kalayim. Amar of Yosef says, Rabbi Yosef, this means, Mrs. Betelo, it's loss of love. The mitzvahs are gone, lost the love. What does it mean, mitzvah tells lost the love? So let's go jump straight to the mitzvah to Pasha see the raya, then we'll get to the Kotkash. What's the raya? This at the Gemara says, mitzvah tells lost the The earlier sources say, this means lost the love is man tchiyas amesim. We're referring to this era of tchiyas amesim. This is the meaning. If you don't say this, how can you give him shrouds that have clients? When they arise from the dead, they're going to get up in their clouds, in their shrouds. They're wearing kalayim. This is Rabbi Yosef's Raya and Mrs. Tehzalavi because ah, we're not going to care about Kalayim. And why Kalayim? Oh, we're not going to care about Kalayim. We're not going to care about any mitzvahs in the era of Tchiyas Hamazim. Yeah, what's the clause? Kasha? Yeah. No, I was going to ask, like, by the time the Tchiyas Hamazim, but are you buying the clothes? The clothes disintegrate. Could give, could happen, and then they got the. Right, look at the other clothes. Look at the mummies that they found in Egypt. It's still intact. The, the, the body? No, the bones and the stuff they wrapped them with. Uh, they're going to wear other things. Okay, now, what about. What about. Yeah, yeah. So this clarifies right now. Why? Because. is. That now we live under, uh, we have to be subservient to non-Jewish governments. And Lasa Lava, we're not, they're going to be subservient to us, not the other way around. That's the only difference. So it sounds like mitzvahs are not going to be bottled. Don't say Shmuel disagrees. And to assume that he argues on a Befedish Mishnah that says, It's a Befedish Mishnah or Brisa. So don't say he argues. He holds is not in the period of It's going to be later. So already in the Gemara you have multiple times where it presents as two distinct 
uh, eras and periods. And so therefore, even Shmuel could agree with this, not Mashiach, in the era of Tchis HaMesim, you're going to have Mitzvah Petelos, La'asid Lava. Now, the Ritzvah um, go, accepts this interpretation, likes this interpretation, and indeed holds Mitzvah Petelos, La'asid Lava. Now, if we pause here for a second, you say, okay, so could he, be toler- could he tolerate the idea of a Chazer being kosher La'asid Lava? The answer is he could. The answer is he wouldn't really have much an obje- uh, so much of an objection to this as long as you interpreted the Chazer being Mutter Lasalava when in the Arab Tchias and not before. Then he would be okay with it. Okay? But the Ritzvah is not the only uh, point of view here. In fact, uh, he's going to soon bring a view that disagrees. He's going to bring from the Rashba. And the Rashba disagrees with this interpretation of the Gemara. And the Rashba brings riots. So he preempts and addresses those riots right now. That it's very interesting. I'll say outside. There's a pedek in Yecheskel that talks about the dry bones. The Yecheskel is taken to a valley. There's a whole bunch of dry bones that are there. And he, um, he says, uh, Hashem shows him how they all come back to life. There's a whole question whether it's a metaphor or whether it's literal. And in that context, the Gemara says, how can you say it's a metaphor? One of the ra- rabbis said, I am a enochal, I stam from the, them. Uh, and meaning uh, when he, he woke up and he, had, he then had a family. And I came from uh, him. And uh, here's the tefillin that come from them. Now, what do you see from here? Someone was dead, had tchiyas amazing, and put on tefillin. Says the Rashba, it's a Gemara Sanhedrin. It's a Gemara Sanhedrin. Says the Rashba, hold on, he was dead and he put on tefillin. What do you mean? I thought once you have tchias hamesim, right? There's no mitzvahs. So why is the guy putting on tefillin? Is a raya that is nishtav zayipashet. Even after tchias hamesim, you're gonna have to put on tefillin. This, hold on, hold on. I understand. One second. So this is a sh- the Rashba brings. Now. We can now say, looking back, that maybe it's a little bit of a doichik dikerai. And the Ritzba indeed says that. But you'll see the Rashba, why the Rashba is the one who brings this. We'll why talk about it in a minute. I mean, it goes back to the status of before Mount Terrence and with the oven kept filled. So, uh, the Ritzba says, that's the, that's the second point. So the Ritzba, he says, two answers. Number one, we didn't say anyone who gets who dies, and then has Potter from Mitzvah. No one ever said that. It goes by the era. If you're in an era of Mitzvah, then even if you had Tchiyas HaMaisim, you can have a Mitzvah. In that era, which is an era of Tchiyas HaMaisim, you're Potter from Mitzvah. So what type of line is this? That's his first answer, and it's a strong answer, and that's what Yasef, you were trying to say, and everyone's saying it. It's, it's, a, it's a little schwer in what even the Rashi is trying to say. Then he goes on and says another thing. And by the way, maybe they ca- he, the guy, ca- maybe you're right, he didn't have to put on film. So why did he put on film? He wanted to do mitzvahs, just like Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov did. And by the way, once we're at it, even in the era of Tchiyas HaMesim, when there is mitzvahs betelis, we're also going to do many, many of the mitzvahs. He doesn't say all of them. Not in a day of Rechiyuv, but we're going to do many of the mitzvahs. So that's the two answers that he gives to this question. The second answer is important, because when we talk about the Rebbe's Shitta on this, I don't believe the Rebbe is not scient to this ritzvah, but what the Rebbe says has strong links to this uh, second argument in the ritzvah. Okay, so the ritzvah answered the attacks from the Rashba. Now, go to the next paragraph. Now you see what's really cooking over here. What's bothering them? 
If one of Yeshu's students By the way, just a Yehuda When we say the name Yehuda Very often we drop the hey Yehuda, Yud Vav Dalar Aleph Already Chazal they did that I'm not entirely sure why this was done uh, The same thing, Yehoi Shafat Sometimes called Yehoi Shafat The hey is dropped so it's the same with the name Yehoshua. The name Yehoshua, the hey sometimes gets dropped, which is how you get from Yehoshua to Yeshu, just in, 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 in case you're curious. Anyway, so now, if he's going to whisper to you, Amin, Mitalmide Yeshu is going to whisper, Loimar, Kivinsha, Mitzvah, Taylor's loss of love, ah, Mitzvahs are going away, Ninsush, the Torah is man, ah, so the Torah is not forever. Uh, so then we could change the law which is what they say um, the Yeshu did so uh, then you should answer him that only one who has doubts uh, says something like that Torah was not given for a certain time so long that the world as we know it exists where there's fault and merit, then, you can't touch, nothing changes. When you come to Olam Abba, where then, there's no merit and demerit. There's no mitzvah and aveda. There's no yetzahara and efesh and yetzahara, Then of course it's going to be bottle. Indeed the Pasuk says, Okay, that's a chazal. The Pasuk says, Chazal darshin. Implying, we don't have to do that. It's an interesting title in the Chazal. Hayoim la'asoysom. Ulamachar, not la'asoysom u'lekaboschar. Hayoim la'asoysom. Ulamachar, not la'asoysom u'lekaboschar. Uchshem Shabbat lo min ha'meisim bekever, l'fishen chafesim min ha'mitzvah. And it's going to be bottled, just like when someone's dead. They don't have to do a mitzvah. So too, in that era, again, because you don't have a Yetzirah then or whatever. Vizu tshuva gemura. This is a complete answer to the minim. V'chein das moidi ha-muvok ha-rabbeinu rachmana. I don't know if that means he's alive. May God protect him. Uh, this is the ra'ah. Rabbi Aaron Halevi, one of the Rishonim, the ra'ah, was the Ritzvah's rav ha-muvok. And he said, this is the right way to learn it. Mr. Seyaslav is kipshutoi. It's takanak. It's going to be bottled. You know why? It's going to be a different world. And you don't need the missus. And the Avedis and Abaklan are going to be a struggle. And so there. Now, you've seen the evidence over here that this subject was not one that the Chachamim were able to deal with in a pure way. They always were, and they were interpreting this passage, they're looking around their shoulder, they know the polemics, they know the debates, they know about the disputes, and, and, and that influenced the interpretation. The Ritz was saying, don't let it, don't let it influence the interpretation. Some of my Rebbe's, the Rashba was older than the Ritz, when he calls him his Rebbe, and if you look at the Rashba, Al-Asar, you talk to see him saying this, never being bottled. This that we say here, mitzvahs are going to be bottled. We mean, usually we say, we mean, you know, the Rebbe would give minus to people. So what does the Rebbe mean? That you should be Mavasar Pesudah Tevis when Mashiach comes? No. Lost love means in the future. So he said, Lost love here means death. 
when you're dead. That's all he means. In other words, another shit that says that you're not allowed to do the kalayim. And this debate is, are we allowed to put kalayim on a, on a dead person? Someone says, you can't do it. You're chayim a mitzvah, so you're not allowed to use kalayim on a dead person. You're not allowed to put it on them. You can't make them be over on a mitzvah. Although they're not commanded, uh, just like a, a cotton is not commanded, you're not allowed to cause a cotton to do an aveda. So to a dead person, that's one view. But Rabbi Yechonon Savar, but Rabbi Yechonon says, no, Shafla Kavish, Shukadarek, Levisha Mutu, you're allowed to bury him. The Mitzvah says, Legamri, Mishal Shamei, the Mitzvah's bottle. Masha Oimer, Lasa Lavoi, Matzin, Lasa Lavoi, Osman Muot, Lasa Lavoi, Kamin, tomorrow, Shalote, Machshin, Lasa Lavoi. Indeed, when Chazal says Shalote, Machshin, Lasa Lavoi, they mean a few days from now, Zushita, Saravzal, and this is the Shita, the Rashba. So the Rashba basically says, and he's the one that brings that evidence from Sanhedrin. He's calling the Rashba. Even he's, uh, he's he argues. The ritual he brings, argues. Brings him in, in the he, brings, he brings the shit to the Rashba, but he uh, disagrees. He thinks that the correct interpretation is the way he has it from the Ra'ah, the, the, the Ra'ah's interpretation of this Gemara. Why, what's wrong with the Rashba's explanation? Nothing's wrong. Well, Amar Rav Yasef, Zoysa what's Rav Yasef saying? Right? The Pashtun. You don't want to say the word die, it's not nice. For so Pashtus, obviously. And if you, look right in the, if you look right in the Gemara, I believe in the context it becomes a little schwer. But, this is what, this is what the Rashba is saying. The Ritva is hinting at us, maybe the Rashba didn't really, really want to say this interpretation, but he was forced to say it because of the Christians. Maybe the Ritva is hinting at that reality. Now, the Rambam, when he brings this halacha, says like this in 16, the dead, that's all he says. So, the Rambam never says, he doesn't talk about the fact that they don't need to have a mitzvah thing. He never says, mitzvahs are bottle at any other point. In fact, he goes on and on so many times to say that it's never going to be bottle. It seems, if you had to guess, and you say that the Rambam's on the side of the Rashba, then you're probably not going to be making an error. So the bottom line is, you have a debate among the Rishonim, where you can say the Rambam and the Rash behold, mitzvahs are never bottled. There's no such thing as a mitzvah being bottled, no such a thing. The Ritzvah and the Ra'ah, they hold, mitzvah, the Pashas of the Gemara, mitzvahs are bottled, but when? Not Limois HaMashiach, in the days of Tchiyas HaMesim. All of a sudden, okay, coming back to the Chazer, so you say like this, you say, According to the Rambam and the Rashba, intolerable, impossible. Not Shaykh to say Chazer's mutter, not Limaiz Mashiach, not Lechiyas Amaz. According to the Ritzva, what would you say? Still a Epeshver. Why? Although it is true that you could say the Chazer is going to be mutter, but why just the Chazer? Why just the Chazer? Like I asked earlier on the Medrash Tillim. Everything. Why are, you talk, why are we talking Dafka about the Chazer? It seems like all the mitzvahs are going to be bottled. So this is why. Um, all of these Mephorshim go out of their way to say that this Medrash, which we don't have, but used to exist in a variation, why is it called a Chazer? They say, no, it's not talking that the Chazer is going to be kosher. Because again, the Manav either can't change, 
nothing's going to change, even Tchitz Mezim, or everything's going to change. So why Vasap Hazar? And so therefore, that's why they're saying the Pirush that they're saying. But obviously, that's not the end of the story. The Alter Rebbe brings Afshel Hakadosh Elenu in a way of uh, in a way that sounds kipshutai. So for that, we have to continue uh, digging. But I think here is a good place to stop, and uh, that we uh, will pick it up and continue uh, next uh, next week.